and welcome to Afternoonified, the podcast where we see dead people. I'm Ryan. And I'm Emily. And we've been dead the whole time. <laughs> I hate it when I get to the point where I have, like, composed a song for the occasion. Mm-hmm. Hello, by the way. Yeah, hi everyone. Um... We're gonna talk about death. Death! We're like, let's talk about death, baby. Let's talk about mortuaries. Let's talk about all the dead things and the bodies that you'll see. (laughs) Let's talk about (laughs) death. (laughs) Oh, man. I wrote that last weekend in anticipation for this episode. So that was a treat, and you guys should all donate. <laughs> donate, and I will not sing again. Yeah. That's Otherwise, we're going to sing in every episode, so give us your money. Oh, that's just mean. So, yes, hello, welcome to Afternoon Five, the podcast where we already did this. Yeah. Um, podcast where we don't know what we're doing, and we're already on year two. Yeah. Uh, actually... We're not even at full... No, this that. is our 20th episode. This is episode 20? This is episode 20. Oh my god, we've done 20! I know. Um, I was gonna save it for the end, but since we brought that up, I am so excited that we have gotten to do this for 20 episodes and that there are people who consistently listen to this podcast because yeah. it is the most fun. It is. It is fun. It's work. It's some work sometimes. <laughs> but, you know, we went into it knowing it would be, and it's been awesome. Yeah. Um, Super cool. We hope, I mean, we have a lot of good stuff planned for the rest of the season. Exactly. Um, but today, we are going to talk about uh, what happens to your body after you die um, when you go to, like, a funeral home. Yeah. Um, so basically, what doesn't naturally happen to your body yes. after you die. <laughs> yes. Um, there will be a little bit of decomposition talk. But um, there's going to be a lot of gross shit. So, oh, so much gross shit. So, this is your disclaimer, your warning, if you guys are gonna get all, ew, at work, you guys should probably tune out. Um, so, this is, like, if you donate your body, different stuff happens, mm-hmm. um, and if you want to know about that, there's this book called Stiff by Mary Roach, and it is superb. I can't recommend it more highly. It is, like, one of my favorite books. More highly? I can't recommend it more highly, because I'm already at the highest Yeah, point. okay, yeah. that just sounded grammatically... It was grammatically correct. I, I, I trust you. I trust you. Um, so, yeah, we're going to cover funeral homes or mortuaries, depending on which coast you live on. It's different terminology. I think mortuary is more of an East Coast thing. Funeral yeah. home. I never hear mortuary um, over here. Yeah, it's it's more than just a matter of, like, selling someone a casket and then slapping some Maybelline on Nana's face and then wheeling her out to show the family. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um there's a lot of stuff that goes on behind the scenes mm-hmm. that people don't consider. Um, so people have been preserving and disposing of bodies for a really, really long time. Like the Egyptians started yanking out internal organs and putting them in jars a very long time ago. Through their nose. Through their nose. Um, they just like punch a hole through the skull, through the nose, and just drag that brain right out. Yeah, with like a spoon. Mmm. Delicious. So good. Um, but we're going to do a very special mummy episode at some point because that's just a whole fucking thing. It's a whole can of worms. Is that it's a whole can of livers. It's a whole can of something. And I don't want to know what. 
but we will get more into that, so we're not going to go too Yeah, long. so we've been trying to keep the dad looking fresh for a very long time. <laughs> fresh, Papa Talas. Yes. <laughs> um, so, if you're going to a funeral home... <laughs> so, uh, on your next trip to the funeral yes, home... Yes, if you're going to the funeral home as a cadaver, um, this is what's going to happen. So, if you die in a hospital, in hospice, at a nursing home... Um, or they take you to the coroner's office for whatever reason. Somewhere um, hella profesh. Yes. Um, an unmarked van will roll up and they will just hand you off because all the paperwork has been filed already. Um, if you die at home, then your friends and family have a lot of paperwork to do. Oh, shit. Um, and then they can come pick you up. So So if you feel it come and go to the hospital, just in case. Yes. Um, so that way your family doesn't have to fill out the forms. Yes, and someone won't have to drive to your home and, like, haul you out of your room. Um, although if you died under suspect circumstances at home, your people might want to, like, phone the authorities. Yeah. Yeah. Um, your body is going to start going through some physical changes. (laughs) Oh my god, is this like the puberty talk? It is. Um, expelling of bowel contents, excess gas, spontaneous boners, blood pooling, and extremities. Delicious things. Reminds me of puberty. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I guess. Do you experience spontaneous boners a lot? (laughs) Um, All the time. It's very important to note, though, that a dead body is not dangerous. Well, not yet. Depends on how long it's been dead. Well, yes. Um, for a while. You won't get an infectious disease from your dead mom, even if she died of, like, tuberculosis. Like, she's not breathing it out or bleeding actively on you, mm-hmm. I hope. Well. body is just laying there, doing its own thing. It's gonna be cool yeah. for a couple hours. Everything. You need to take some time with your loved one to, like, say goodbye. Like, you don't have to call someone to haul them off immediately. They are not dangerous. Yeah. Unless, I mean, there's some... Extenuating circumstances. If they got shot, you know, you might want to clean that up. Yes. Sooner rather than well, later. Well, and call the police. We've... Yes. Well, I mean, yeah. Most circumstances. Um, if you were the one doing the shooting, you know, maybe not call yes. the police. But... but if they die... Like, if your mom dies in her home of a natural death, like, you can hang out with her for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but you will want to call someone eventually because she will start to seed fluids. Yeah. And smell. Um, she will start yeah. to smell. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of icky. Yeah, so, like, put her on a tarp and hang out with her until it gets a little funky. And then call someone. (laughs) Ice packs, actually. Hmm, yeah, Um, I can see that. So, like I said, an unmarked van is usually what they use to pick up bodies. um, And that is because death is hidden very well from normal people because they are so afraid of it that even any reminder of that kind of disrupts their perfect life. And it's... I don't agree with it. Yeah. Like, people die. Yeah. Um, You shouldn't have to, you know, hide, hide bodies. Yeah. But that's um, the way it is. Don't want to freak people out. Don't want creeps, like, trying to look in the windows of the van or, like, yeah. trying to but, break like, it doesn't it. even have the name of, like, the funeral home. Mm-hmm. Like, you just... just blank. Yes. So, that's a thing. Um, and now you're at the funeral home. So what happens next? You are put on ice. Or at least in a really big fridge in a cardboard box. In a cardboard box? Cardboard box. They put you in a cardboard box? Yes. I thought they just put you on, like, a metal table. No, um... At least from the funeral home in the book that I was reading to get a lot of my information from, they mm-hmm. will put you in, like, a person-sized cardboard box so they can stack people. So, like, refrigerator boxes. Yeah, but actually, it's more like a real big shoe box. Hmm. Like, a leak-proof it's stiff. shoe box. Yeah. Yes. Every, well everything stiff is involved. Yeah. Hold on. So, you're put in a box. A box. Um... 
And it's, I mean, they don't just take you from your hospital bed to an incinerator. Yeah, kind of let you sit for a while. Yeah, because they have... Well, I mean, once you get there, like, the family has to make arrangements and stuff, Mm. um, and that can take some time. What happens if nobody makes arrangements? Do they just, like, throw them out? If no one makes arrangements, then I couldn't actually find out what happens, like, if a family calls and has the funeral people... Pick them up and then, like, disappears off the face of the earth? Yeah. Um... I mean, is there, like, a default? Like, what if you pick up a homeless person on the street or something, you know? Well, then those are taken care of by the state. That's true. Um, but as far as, like, if, a, if your family just leaves you there after they've called for the pickup or the hospital has sent you mm-hmm. there, like, I'm not 100% sure. Um, the hospital might pay for, like, a cremation or something. Yeah, like a basic. Yeah. Um, that was really hard to, to find because I guess it varies by, like, state yeah. law-wise. Law um... So I got this from a funeral home in Portland, their website. It's the stages of burial. 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 <laughs> I realize that I pronounce it like Muriel. Yeah. Burial. Burial. Um, and I, like, they explained it pretty well. And, like, being professionals in the industry, I think they kind of have, like, a yeah. grip on it. <clears throat> um, so traditional burial. I'm going to have to say that a lot this uh, ceremonies typically take place over the course of at least two days and have three distinct stages. Like, it's a bug that's mm. yeah. going through metamorphosis or a Pokemon, whatever. <laughs> First, there's the viewing, also called a wake. Mm-hmm. Um, in this portion of the burial ceremony, the deceased body is on display for public viewing for several hours, usually in a chapel at the funeral home. Uh, friends and family members can approach the casket, pay their final respects, give Grandpa one last high five. Yeah. I've always thought wakes were kind of creepy. Like, yeah. Let's all hang out with the dead person. I'm going to say goodbye. I guess being able to to see them one last time kind of gives people that closure because it's not like... They're just gone. It's not like they're ghosting you. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah. (laughs) Um, So then there's um, the service, which is, you know, pastor, people, like, whatever your religion calls for. Yeah. Um, Mine is going to involve a chocolate fountain and a mariachi band. I like it. It's a good. It's a good way to go. Um, I'm actually I want a silent disco at mine. I'm very firmly insisting that my body be donated. Um, I specifically wanted to go to a body farm, but like that's not always how it shakes out. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I feel like it takes some of the burden off of mm-hmm. planning. Yeah. So there'll be a party, and like I'll have a headstone, but yeah. Um. So there's the service. Blah 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 blah. Um. They usually hold out at a church or, like, somewhere else. Mm-hmm. And then there's the interment, which is where everybody um, goes to the graveyard. Yeah. It's like those um, graveside things yeah. where they lower the body in. And, yeah. It says here, and I quote, a pastor typically gives another set of remarks. Another set. So you got to talk the whole time so no one just, like, explodes with tears. Um, the pallbearers, you know, do their thing, deceased family, blah. And then <clears throat> they put it into the casket. They, no, they don't put it into the casket. They put the casket into the ground or the mausoleum. Um, that's if you're being buried traditionally. Yeah. Which there are a lot of problems with that, which we will get into. Yeah. Traditional burial is killing the planet. hmm Oh, yeah. Um, so... Um, embalming is a fucking lie. Really? Yes. Is it just like a temporary embalming? Mm-hmm. Um, it is not legally required in any state unless it's being shipped by a common carrier or it's going to be stored for 
more than three days, but even then you can refrigerate it and it's fine. Uh, so no matter what someone tells you, embalming is not required. Hmm. It is not required for cremations. It is not required if you're being normally buried. It's basically just a service that keeps you fresh for about a week to three weeks longer than you normally would, hmm. um, which might be might be a good idea if it'll take your family a little while to get into town. Yeah. Um, it also makes the corpse look a little more lively. Well, it's like pink fluid they fill yes. you with that makes you, that gives it you your color. It pumps you up. Yeah. yeah. It, it's, um. Push, pushes some color into your cheeks. Yes. And... So it stops, the, it's, um, the chemicals in it bind with the proteins in your body to halt decomposition and it also gives you some color back and like plumps your skin up and mm-hmm. it basically rehydrates you. Yeah. Um, but for real, you don't need to be embalmed. Um, embalming fluid used to include arsenic, which I'm sure you can see why that's, like, not a super good idea. Yeah, let's not bury tons of bodies full of arsenic. Um, Well, uh, embalming started, um, in the Civil War, Mm -hmm. as we know it. Like, embalming, in some ways, has been going on for a very long time. Yeah. But a man named Thomas Holmes claimed to come up with a way to transport soldiers back home if they died in battle, so that's why it was a thing. I mean, it makes sense in that instance, but there's no reason why you should still be doing it. Um, they used to use up to 12 pounds of arsenic per body. My god. There are still some old cemeteries where the groundwater is just fucked up. Yeah. Because there's so much arsenic seeping into it. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, right? Yikes. Um, but now it's okay, because we've switched over to a cocktail of formaldehyde, alcohol, and dyes. Delicious. Um, there's actually a really high leukemia risk for people who work with formaldehyde. Hmm, interesting. Um, just so you guys know, um, I hear rumor that uh, Bath and Body Works uses formaldehyde in their products. You're fine if you use, like, the True Blue Spa line or their aromatherapy stuff is okay, but, like, the Bath and Body Works signature, the reason it works so well on your skin is because it has preservatives in it that mm. actually preserve your skin, and it makes you addicted to it, um, where you can't stop Also, it. certain cheap nail polishes also use formaldehyde. Yeah, so avoid cheap and avoid Bath and Body Works. <laughs> I mean, it's, yeah, if you're using a good base coat on your nails, it's usually fine, but... Yeah. And with um, the lotion, if it's once in a while, it's not going to make a big difference, but, I mean, I wouldn't be slathering it all over your body every day. No, that's what Lush is for. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we switched over to, to the new system. Um, I actually found a lot of stuff online, like articles written by actual people in the, the industry. Mm-hmm. Um... So one of them outlined embalming really well. So embalming starts um, by checking the paperwork to make sure that you have the right body because uh, sometimes nursing homes that are overcrowded will send you the wrong body. Oh my. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to... If George Takai was in here. Are you running for uh, yeah. office? I thought that was an April Fool's joke because it came out on April uh, Maybe. I forget. Like, try to block April Fool's out of my mind because it's stupid. I'm gullible and I'm soft. Leave me alone. (laughs) Um, So the first step is to make sure you have the right body. Then they, like, wash it down to disinfect it. Um, And begin a process called setting the features where they pose and manipulate the person to, like, give them that sleeping appearance. Mm -hmm. And not, like, ah! Like, their faces in some, like, normal Well, your jaw naturally just drops and your eyes are open. (laughs) Exactly. Um, You should have seen the face she made. It was... Spot on. Um, 
since your eyes have a tendency to recess into your head after you die, they put little pieces of plastic called, um, what are they called? Eye caps. Yeah. Over your eye to make them look more rounded, and they also have little spikes in the top of them that holds your eyelids, your eyelids down shut. So they don't pop back up. Yes. I heard about that. I've read about that before. Um, this next thing he'll love. Uh, next, they use something called a needle injector and shoot a needle, needle and wire into your gums. Um, then they thread the needle around your upper and lower jaw, sometimes through your septum. Ew. And then um, twist it shut to kind of make your mouth close. And then yeah. they put like a mouth guard over you and then put your lips over that. Over that. Um, sometimes they will use a needle and thread. And if I remember correctly, the needle goes through the bottom of your mouth, up into your mouth again, and then up through your right nostril, across your septum, down your left nostril, into your mouth, and then they tie it up. So it's like... Whoop. Yep. Yeah. Like a cinch. It's delicious. I think they should go in through right here, and then up all the way through your nose, like in through the bottom of your chin, and then up all the way through your nose, and then back down the other side, and then you can decorate it with like a bolo tie. Put like a little cinch on it. Um, in some natural funeral homes, they just put like a towel under your chin, or like um, they use... Like yeah. a ribbon. Um, <laughs> like you got a toothache in the 1910s. Exactly. <laughs> so they also take that opportunity to, and this is my favorite pack, the corpse's nose, rectum, and vagina, and I quote where applicable, um, to prevent leakage into the casket. Um, I was watching the pilot of Six Feet Under, which is about a family that owns a funeral home, and yep. Michael C. Hall yelled something about shoving tissue up his dead dad's ass so he doesn't leak into his coffin. And I, oh my god, it was so funny. Oh man. I mean, it's accurate, unfortunately. Yeah, dead bodies leak. They do. You got a lot of holes. So many holes. <laughs> um, so the next step is arterial embalming, where they take two needles, insert them into um, your cardioid artery. Mm-hmm. And then another one. The carotid, you mean? Yes. Carotid artery. In your neck. In your neck. Both sides. Because mm-hmm. there's main stuff in there. Yeah. And then one of the needles is attached to a tube that's attached to an embalming machine that pushes fluid into your body and it displaces the blood in your body, which goes out through the other tube and down the drain. All right. What do they do with the drain? Like, do they have to collect it in, like, buckets and then ship it out? Or does it just, like, go into, like, just the storm in the drains? drains? They just put it in the just sink. Just in the drain. And then that goes to the river, which means that we're... Oh. Hey, it's magic! Oh! Uh, in order to fully disperse the embalming fluid, they'll massage... This is actually a really good quote. Um, cocktail of embalming fluids called and water, which is called formalin. They massage the body to relieve rigor mortis, push the formalin into the tissues, which can sometimes push blood clots into other areas of the body, which can cause erections in men. Oh, interesting. Again, with this, like, just all the time. I've also heard if you activate a certain nerve in the brain, even after you're dead, you can activate boners. There's, like, a boner button in your brain mm. that works even when you're dead. Um, whew. Sometimes the, the, the pressure relieves itself and sometimes they duct tape it to the gentleman's leg so it doesn't well, bother anyone during the viewing. Oh my. I say leave it up. <laughs> it's natural. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Um, he's in a better place. Just look at him. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's happy. loving it. He's got his 70-something virgins. How many is it? 70, 75? 72? 72. 72. 72 virgins. He's got 72 virgins. Look at him. He's enjoying it. He's having a good time. <laughs> Uh, once that's done, they aspirate the abdominal cavity. Um, after you die, blood pools in your organs, and the embalming removes only a fraction of the blood. Hmm. So they aspirate, which is basically aerate, um, to get rid of the rest of the blood. Like, it, it's, it's a vacuum that they shove into your tummy. And they just suck it out. Uh, basically. Um, and it sucks everything out. Like organs and stuff? No, fluids, poo. <laughs> God damn it. Shit. <laughs> Literal. Literal shit. Uh, yeah, so they stick a vacuum into your tummy. <laughs> Icky. Yeah, um, embalming's not pretty. And then they fix up injuries. Um, like they cover bruises and cuts with wax and makeup. Um, if a person has heavy injuries to their head, they can rebuild large portions of the skull with wax or plaster. Um, they can reattach severed limbs using special materials to repair the damaged bone and muscle. And, uh, like if you were to fix a decapitation, um... Kind of roughly sew it together, cover it with wax, and... Look away, children! <laughs> Look away! Um, they stick a wooden dowel in your neck, and then they stick a wooden dowel in your head, and then they sew you together, and then you hide it with makeup. Okay. Alrighty. There it was, I kids. mean, sometimes, like, you can... Like, put a hat on them, or tilt their head. Scarf. Lower the lights a little. A lot of scarves. Yeah. Um, but Turtlenecks. I'm mean, a turtleneck. Yeah, but that's a big part of being a mortician, is, like, being able to reassemble yeah. people. It's a lot of aesthetics, like, being able to yes. do makeup. and It's like a special effects makeup artist and a doctor at the same time. Yeah, if I wasn't, like, if I didn't think that I would have to work with bodies of children at any point, mm. I would do it, but... That would bug the kids you. freaks me out. Like, old people, I like, get it. Like, you're dead. Yeah, it happens. Or like, oh no, you got shot. Like, it was an accident. Yeah. But um, yeah, kids, you're like, something fucked up happened here. Yeah, I couldn't handle it. Um, just to... Oh no, there's another point I wanted to bring up about bringing in clothes for the deceased. Um, a lot of people like to... To imagine their loved one in their, like, most perfect state, like, when they were younger. Mm-hmm. So they will bring in clothes that are so small. Yeah. Inappropriate. Inappropriate. Um, and they will either cut the clothes and just kind of, like, lay them on. Yeah, like, or cut the backs open. they will shove them into that. And, like, sometimes they'll, like, saran wrap around your limbs to, like, Make suck them in. It's like spanks. Wow. All right. So. Ain't a mortician to dress me. <laughs> Yeah, don't be optimistic when you're bringing your dead mom's clothes in. She didn't lose weight. Yeah. <laughs> the soul does not weigh that much. Yeah, it's... <laughs> they don't do liposuction in the... I mean, well, they I mean, do they suck a lot of shit out of your stomach. Yeah, but that just... It's it's not mass. It's... I mean, it is mass, but it, it doesn't... It just gets rid of bloating. It doesn't get rid of the fat. Yeah. And, yeah, like, they've been bloated by illness or age, whatever. Yeah. Um, and you get more bloated when you're dead. So, like, if anything, give them a little wiggle room, you know? Yeah, bring a big, big thing. Bury me in leggings. I, bury me in sweats. Kidding me? I want, like, the big baggies. <laughs> Basketball shorts. Yeah. Bury me in a onesie. Yeah. A costume. I don't know. Um, speaking of that, there have been cases of human taxidermy in terms of, like, posing bodies. That's but what my dad wants. It almost never looks good because I found this out. 
Tax- taxidermy um, with animals, they remove the skin from the animal, treat it, and then they sew it back over like... Like an, like an armature of it. Yeah, yeah. It's not the actual animal. Yeah. So if you want to cut all the skin off a real human body and then make a fake human body and then sew the skin back over it, like that's some Buffalo Bill shit. Don't make anyone do that for you. <laughs> Although you can have your body plasticized. Yeah. Where I went to the The body, body works. works, yeah. yeah um, did you know that a lot of those bodies are actually Chinese like war prisoners? Yeah, I noticed that most of them are Asian and I started to get a little suspicious. Yes, a lot of those bodies weren't legally obtained. Oh, um, yeah. That makes a lot of With, sense. I can't remember what the exact beginning of the plastinization is, but they do like, let you chill out in acetone bath for a while. Mm-hmm. It's delicious. Um, that has nothing to do with mortuary stuff. That's a very specialized yeah. donate your body to science or be a Chinese political prisoner thing. <laughs> um, so, cremation. Cremation. Let's talk about cremation. It's getting a little bit closer in terms of being environmentally chill. Yeah, but I mean, you're still, you're pumping it into the air instead of into the ground. Uh, If I remember correctly, each cremation requires the amount of, like, fuel and, like, energy output as a 500-mile road trip. Jesus. Yes. Uh, More if you're fat. (laughs) Well, yeah, I mean... Um, Less if you're a baby. Mm. Yeah. I read an entire chapter about baby cremations. Like, I'm... Uh, It's... It's... Not chill. Mm-hmm. So cremation is better than burying your poison-laced corpse in a big, thick wooden box with metal fixings on it. Yeah, that's not good for the ground. No. Think about the ground. Well, and even then, like, that casket takes forever to decompose. And, and then when it does, it'll, like, the ground the... has to cave. Like, you get weird dips in dirt and, like, things can start digging. They have it. things like... that they put over the top of it to prevent that from happening, like, mm-hmm. settling. Um, anyway... Cremation of a dead body is carried out at a temperature ranging between 1400 and 1800 degrees Fahrenheit. I don't know what that is in Celsius. I don't know and I don't care. Um, the intense heat helps reduce the body to its basic elements and, like, dried bone fragments. So, it, it burns you up. That's mm-hmm. the whole thing. Um, the process takes place in a cremation chamber, also known as a retort. So an oven. Or, yeah, a big oven. Um, so the chamber is preheated at a set point, and then the body is placed into it, um, through a mechanized door. Um, and you have to be buried in something. Like, well, they're not just gonna hand it to you like this. Well, no. Like, you have- not buried. <laughs> Cremated. They have to put your body in a box. And then they oh. put that box in the crematory. If yeah, you buy a casket- like, if you buy a casket for a viewing, mm-hmm. they have to burn that casket with you. Hmm. Um, which is- We'll get into that a little bit later. So, during incineration, the body is exposed to columns of flame produced by a furnace fueled by natural gas, oils, propane, whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, As the corpse is placed in a casket or container, preferably prepared from a combustible material, cardboard box, um, the container burns down. So, when you get dad's ashes, you're actually getting dad and his box. Mm -hmm. Um, Is there a reason why you can't just put, like, the body in the oven? I think it kind of slows it down a little bit. Because mm. you don't immediately burst into flames, so yeah. to have something on fire around you is yeah. probably helpful. It's a gentle warming. <laughs> so the heat dries the body, because that's, yeah. Um, dries the body, burns the skin, hair, contracts and charges the muscles, vaporizes the soft tissues, calcifies the bones, so they eventually crumble. 
um, and gases are released and discharged, which is easily one of my least favorite words. Yeah, that's a discharge point. has never been said in a good no. There is no good discharge. Um, the bodies are mostly burned one at a time. There's usually no smell because the emissions are processed to destroy the smoke and vaporize the gases, um, which is why crematories don't have like big smokestacks. Like, smoke That'd be a little disturbing. Um, and it's a little sad, but they don't always get all of the other person out of the retort before they put the next person in, so yeah. it's kind of like... They don't scrape the barbecue, you know? Yeah, so there's always a little bit of the last person in the new person's ashes and so on and so yeah. forth. They're not perfect, but they're good enough for people that are like, that's my dad in that box. Um, you can actually have viewed cremations. <gasps> Why? If the muscles contract while you're burning, like, oh, it no, goes like... Oh, no, 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 you like, don't, you don't see, they put... Okay, um, we'll get back to the process in a second, but in a viewed cremation, um, they see you put the body in the oven, and then it closes, and then you don't see anything. Oh, I thought you meant, like, you get to watch it burn no, into ash. No, no, I was like, no, oh no, my god! No. Um, and sometimes you can have, like, a family member designated to push the button to start the... It's, in some cultures, that's a thing. I don't want to push the button. Someone else has push button. Um, I'm burning my own mother. So some crematories have a secondary afterburner to help burn the body completely, and otherwise the cremation technician will have to crush the partially cremated remains with the help of a long hoe-like rod. Oh. <laughs> Alrighty. As a result, the corpse is reduced to... Blah! blah, 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 blah. blah. <laughs> it's reduced to skeletal remains. Uh, yeah. Um... And bone fragments, and then it's collected in a tray or a pan, about the size of a shoebox, after you, like, shovel it out. Um, yep. Um, and then it's allowed to cool, because it's hot. Yeah. And then the remains and non-consumed metal objects, such as screws, nails, hinges, other parts of the casket, the container, jewelry that they might have been Wearing. cremated with, pacemakers... Fillings. Fillings, hip replacements, um, knee replacements, knee replacements, that kind of stuff. Pacemakers actually explode if you put them in crematories, so they have to dig them out before they... Ew. Yeah, it's disgusting. <laughs> um, prosthetics, implants, like, boobs. They don't burn? Sometimes not. Interesting. Yep. <laughs> uh, there's a really good um, Ask a Mortician video on what happens to boob implants in the... In the crematory. Um, so then those pieces are put into like a crock pot sized coffee grinder. Oh. So it grinds you up into a sand like consistency. It's called a cremulator. Ew. Otherwise, um, you're just like chunky. Yep. Yeah. Like, um, like, like embers after you burn a fire, kind of. Part of the sternum, I believe, the top part of the femur, and then like the curved part of your head don't burn as well so they have to put it in the cremulator and then they take it out they put it in a container usually a plastic bag with a bread tie on it really and then into the urn oh so they don't just like throw it in no um and if they're not called human remains they're called human cremains cremains those are not really like human anymore it's just basically carbon putting the fun back in funeral with that nice mashup <laughs> yeah great good stuff um you can also have your ashes turned into cool shit like blown glass sculptures or teapots. I've heard of that, about getting your ashes like put into things. Yeah, um, which is cool. It is. I think 
One of my grandma's friends have a, has a vase that's made out of her husband. That's kind of weird. Well, they like they used his ashes to make the vase, which mm-hmm. which I think is it's nice because then you have that, but you also don't have to worry about it tipping over. Yeah, now you have to keep that vase safe like forever. Well, I mean, you have to keep an urn safe forever. That's true. Unless you have it interred somewhere. Interred. Interred. I it sounded weird as it came out of my face. Yeah, it sounded more like in. in- Turd. <laughs> Interred? Yeah. Am I thinking of the right word? I don't know. It's like when you put it in, like, a place, in a yeah. cemetery. Yeah, like I-N-T-E-R-R-E-D. Yeah, interred. But it sounds like I-N space T-U-R-D. Interred. <sighs> Nothing's interred. Although you do poop after you die. Yeah. <laughs> you poop. <laughs> and your body makes weird noises as it expels gases. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so now we're on to alternative methods, which is, there's a lot of them. Um, Ryan seems to enjoy the one where you dip a body in liquid nitrogen. Liquid nitrogen? Yeah. Yeah. And then shake your dumb ass until you shatter into a million pieces. (laughs) Yeah, that's my favorite. (laughs) So basically they freeze you, they shatter you, they grind you up a little bit more, and then they put you in an urn. Uh, I heard that you can use those pieces and turn people into compost. Holy shit. Yeah, you can yeah, make no, that gardens. makes sense. I, I actually um, read about the lady that does that. Mm-hmm. Where did I read about her? I don't know. She did a TED Talk. I think they talked about her in Stiff a little bit. That might have been it. That was probably it. Mm-hmm. Um, you can also have your body dissolved in an alkaline fluid that includes lye. Um, after three hours of soaking, your body is reduced to um, a pile of like white ashes and then some brown goo. And that goo gets, like, thrown away. And then your body, your family gets your ashes. So you can do it without burning? Yes. So then why are we still burning bodies? Isn't because, that better? To because the life? funeral industry is built on tradition. And people don't always... They're not always into the, you know, alternative burials. Yes. Um, and I think the part where they have to throw your goo away. But then I think these are the people that don't know that your blood gets washed down the drain when you're embalmed. Yeah. Yeah, people just don't get it. Yeah. And, you know, right after their mother has died, it's not the right time to try to educate them about funeral practices. Yes, which is why you need to think about this... Ahead of time. Ahead of time. Yeah, pick it out for yourself. Don't make your family do it, because they don't want to have to learn all this and decide what's right for you while also grieving. Well, and also, um, I'll get to it in a minute, but funeral homes are notorious for, like, trying to shake you down. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can also go choose caskets that are made from easier to decompose materials like wicker and fancy cardboard. Hmm. Um... There's also um, a company in Georgia called Eternal Reefs that create artificial reef material out of concrete and human remains, um, or cremains, so you can get turned into an artificial reef for that's fishies. That's awesome. Yeah, if you're an ocean lover, that's the way to go. You can also get your ashes. A lot of these require cremation as a like precursor. Base. Yeah. Uh, but you can get your shit launched into space. Oh, what about mushrooms? Did you talk about the mushroom suit thing? You heard um, about that? Yeah, I mean, that's not legal in a lot of places because you have to bury your dead. Um, But you can have a very natural burial where you're buried in a cardboard box and then you decompose and then you fuel stuff. Yeah, I heard, I like, there's tree pods. Like, there's a lot of yes, different things you um, can do. Yes, I actually didn't look up the tree pod thing, but... I mean, it's pretty self-explanatory. They basically put you in the fetal position, wrap you in, like, mud, and then bury you with tree seeds, and you turn into a tree. Yeah. 
Which is cool. I think that's awesome. Um, in some cultures, when someone dies, the tribe will completely cannibalize their body and, like, grind their bones up and, like, blow it away because they believe that um, a soul is only truly free if its body is completely destroyed. Oh, I guess I can see that. Otherwise, their soul is just trapped in a body underground mm-hmm. to sit for ten years. Until we... How long does it take for the body to turn into nothing? Buried underground. Mm, I mean, that the bones will always be there. Really? Bones don't decompose? I mean, think about it. There have been civilizations from thousands and thousands of years ago that we've managed to find bones from. That's true. It takes a very long time. Can you imagine how many bones are on Earth? If you could just, like, magically pull out every single bone on Earth. <gasps> it's like that Louis C.K. joke where it's like there are more people who are dead than there are well, people yeah. who are alive. Although, I was reading a thing once that was saying that if every single person on Earth who's not, like, an infant or senile, so every, like, able-minded person on Earth could remember 14 people, we could remember everyone who has ever died. Really? Mm-hmm. 14 people for every one person. That's how many people have died. Insane. Mm-hmm. Roughly. So, if you can remember 14 names, then we can remember everyone. But just 14 dead people names? Yeah. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I can name 14 dead people. Well, yeah, um, but usually th- there's overlap. Yeah, like everyone's remembering Abraham Lincoln, and I no just... one's remembering, like, you know, this person. Oh, Bob... Jones. Yeah. Um, I was actually thinking about Michael Jackson, but... Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, if everyone could, you know, memorize 14 individual... Hello! I'll snuff the laptop off. We're in my bathroom again. Yeah, we both are now. I'm on the toilet and Emily's in the bath. Um, nothing weird's going on. My pants are on, don't worry. I'm... Oh, yeah, I am wearing pants. I like how you had to check. I'm like, you shorts. honestly would I'm wearing, have I'm wearing done this without shorts. pants. I... Who knows? With me in the bathroom that's with you, true. that's different. Yeah. If it was Skype, it's a different story. <laughs> um, I don't usually wear pants on Skype. Really? I don't remember. Probably not. Anyways, so we're going to do a random fact wrap-up. I love it. Um, so, Jessica Mitford, who wrote The American Way of Death, had a whole funeral industries bullshit thing going on. Hmm. Um, she hates the funeral. Hated. She's dead now. Hmm. Cremated. Hmm. <laughs> um... Funeral homes do try to take advantage of people. Yeah. You have I to be mean, real they're smart. They're paid, like, on commission. Like you, Basically. Yeah. They will try to upsell you. Um, you need a mahogany casket, and you want it to be double-sized because you want them to be comfortable in exactly. there. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, they'll hide fees, and mm-hmm. you have to be smart about it, um, which I know is really hard when someone's... It's like buying a car... Yeah, but you're grieving and have to go through the process. So when someone dies, it's going to suck twice as bad as you think it is. So make sure you have your arrangements taken care of. Yeah, Um, don't be a dick. And there are a lot of laws that prevent funeral homes from hiding fees and taking advantage of people. So, like, make sure that you know what the laws are in your state. Mm -hmm. Um, When cremating a person with a lot of fat, you have to start with a cold, um, like, crematorium. Um, Otherwise, they just burn up too fast. And if you don't have a kind of a pockmarked surface on the inside of the crematorium, the fat just slides right out. Oh, oh! <laughs> um, I think we addressed this in the Incorruptibles episode. But after you die, your hair and nails do not keep growing. Your hair, your uh, skin just dehydrates and shrinks. Yeah, which makes your nails and hair look longer. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a law in California and a couple other states where you have to be civil when you're talking to corpses. Civil? Yeah, you can't, like, swear at them or, like, insult them. It's, it's like a law? It's abuse of a corpse, yeah. Huh. Interesting. <laughs> um, so mortuary science is what people generally call the degree you get in the field of being a funeral director. 
It's a two-ish year program. Yeah, it's not that hard, but no one wants to do it. I mean, it's hard, but it's not that long. Yeah. I mean, I mean it's intensive. It's it's medical stuff. Like, you have to, Oh, yeah. You well, know. they have to take embalming classes, anatomy classes, reconstruction classes, business management classes. Basically, you learn every single aspect of running a funeral, a funeral home. home. Regardless of what job you want. Whether yeah. you want to be, like, working with the bodies or running, you know, the casket shop upstairs. Well, and generally when you're being hired for a position in a funeral home, they look for someone with the knowledge of everything. Mm-hmm. Just in case, you know. Because they probably don't have, like, two or three funeral directors. They probably have one. And sometimes you might have to come up and sell a coffin when the guy's sick, you know. Yeah. Um, so, in Japan, they call mortuary science death medicine, and it's a relatively new practice. What were they doing before? I'm not sure. Um, you can get a rental casket in some cases if you're going to be cremated but you want to have a viewing. Um, they just slip the cremation box into the bottom of the rental casket and mm-hmm. then slip it out because you can't... You can't reuse. You can't reuse. Um, Which is dumb. It's not like they're going to get sick. Like, are you worried about them getting AIDS inside exactly. of the box? Like, exactly. It's um, a dead body. whole episode of Six Feet Under that covers that. I mean, I guess it makes sense, though, because the, like morticians, I guess, have to move it around. And so if there's been eight dead bodies in the same box, like, there's going to be something gross like that. And plus they leak. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, if you want to watch a fun version of Setting a Face, watch the first couple minutes in the movie Bernie. Um, come for Jack Black, stay for the old lady murder. Love it. Um, let's see, which one do I want to do first? Um, oh, yes, since this needs to be brought up, um, John Wayne Gacy... <laughs> Worked as a mortuary attendant for a little while. Huh. Um, and during his time as a mortuary attendant, he would sleep in a cot behind the embalming room. <sighs> he later confessed that he once, on an evening when he was alone, climbed into a coffin of a deceased teenage male and uh, snuggled with him for a little while. Probably did some other stuff, too. Yeah. Okay. So, the serial killers... Creepy. Call comes around. Yeah. And then finally, um, I recommended Mary Roach is Stiff, but I'm also going to recommend Smoke It's In Your Eyes by Caitlin Doty. Um, Doughty? Doughty. Sorry, Caitlin. <laughs> um, it is such a good book. Um, it's, Caitlin worked in a crematory, well, not a crematory, funeral home, as a crematory operator. Um, for a long time, and then she has the YouTube channel Ask Mortician, which is where a lot of this information came from. She is very hilarious. It is an amazing book. Um, I actually listened to the entire audiobook that she reads. Um, it's on Audible. <laughs> Please sponsor us. <laughs> <laughs> One day. Okay. Um, also, stamps.com. Yeah. Uh, Blue Apron and Me Undies, if you're looking. Any of you, yeah. I would love some underwear. Yeah. Um, really anyone. The Portland Pickles, I think we talked about. Oh, yes, I would love to have the Pickles sponsor yeah, us. Yeah, Hillsboro Hops could sponsor us. I would take Enchanted Forest. Oh, shit. Yes. Uh, we need to plan our trip. <laughs> we do. Um, yes. So, basically what I want you guys to take from this episode is that, um, death happens. Uh, it might seem like some weird shit goes on in funeral homes, but it's, it's just... It's just stuff that happens. And, like, you have to know what's going to happen to you after you die unless you want your family to royally fuck it up. Yeah. Um, don't, don't be afraid of death. Yeah. Face it head on. Take care of your shit. I mean, they're just dead bodies. They're not going to hurt you. There's nothing wrong with them. They're not gross. There's no difference between a dead body and a sleeping body unless it's been, like, more than eight hours. Yes. And there might be some differences. Um, yeah. And, you know, people who work in the death industry aren't, like, creepy or weird. They're just... 
doing a it's thing. Necessary. Yeah. Think of how many people die every single day. Someone has to take care of them. Someone's got to do the job. Yes. Um, so, if you have anything you like to say, if you work in a funeral home, um, if you've been cremated, <laughs> <laughs> please... Uh, reach out to us on Twitter at Afternoonified. We're on Instagram at Afternoonified. Facebook.com slash GetAfternoonified. Our website, www.getafternoonified.com. Where you can listen to old episodes. You can read up about Ryan and I. You can donate. Um, donate? Yes. I I know I've said this a million times before, but it is coming up until the time when we have to... Renew. Renew our hosting, and that's... And if you bitches don't give us money, we're not going to be able to do another season, so give us money. <laughs> or our website's just going to suck real bad. Yeah. Real bad. Um, uh, subscribe, like, review... Comment, rate. Rate, all of that stuff. Um, tell your mom, tell your boyfriend, tell your friends, tell your girlfriends, tell your kids. No, probably not your kids. Um, um, I don't know. Tell your parents, tell your co-workers, your pastors. There we go. Um, Everyone you know. <laughs> Let's see. Your bus driver? Let him know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. About how cool we are. Um, I feel like I had something I was going to say. Thank you for making the Color Theory episode our highest listened to episode. What? Everyone I told that we were doing that, they were like, that sounds really boring. And I was like, well, screw you because I think it's interesting. But you bitches proved me right. Thank you. I'm you guys bitches a lot today. It's only been, what, a month since we did that episode? And... It's had over 300 listens compared to Salem Witch Trials, which I think just hit 250. Hmm. Um, so, fuck, thank you. Yeah, thank you, guys. Keep it going. I want 400 on the next one, okay? 400 on this one or 400 on Sleep Paralysis, which we just released today? Any of them. Okay. Well, anyway. So, um, until next time. Bye! Bye! <laughs>